Welcome to VR in Education. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of VR in Education. In today's episode, we're looking at how VR might enhance learning and development in the hospitality industry. This industry relies heavily on social skills and even procedural learning. Both these two areas lend themselves well for using VR and virtual worlds. We have invited Tracy Cosgrove on the show to talk about her extensive experience using VR for hospitality training. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Hi, great, great to see you finally. I know I follow you so much on LinkedIn and just love the stuff that you're doing. So this will be an exciting talk. Oh, thank you. I hope I don't fail. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to start with a origin story, and that is what got you interested in virtual spaces and VR in particular uh, from the get-go. Okay, um, well, b before we do that, I would like to say um, you're going to have to stop me at certain times because I will just ramble on and on and on. So <laughs> just um, every story could take me hours, every question probably I could have hours of an answer. So just let me, <laughs> just stop me. But it all started when I was in Mumbai. So I was working um, in Asia for a long time in hospitality training and I went to Mumbai to pick up an award. And whilst I was in Mumbai, I was also giving some hospitality training to a group there. And whilst I was in the hotel lobby one day, a gentleman came up to me and said, oh, you're English. Can you try this headset on and test this for me? Well, me being me just said, yeah, why not? Even though I'd never even put a headset on or even knew what, what it was for. And all of a sudden, I had a aha moment, and I thought, okay, this is not very good, what you're showing me, <laughs> but this could allow me to be able to not have to keep traveling as much as I was traveling. And that was my first initial aha, this might, you know, this might be something here. That's amazing. And I know uh, from a lot of the posts that you put, you've got so many successful projects on the go. And one in particular that caught my attention was uh, a virtual hotel that you use to train workers, in particular in developing countries like Miramar. You had listed Thailand. And then, of course, you alluded to your trip to India. So tell us, tell us a bit about this virtual hotel. Like, is it a digital twin of something? And then more importantly... How do you use it? What kinds of experiences do you use this for to help train people? Yeah, so my my idea from that very first stage was I wanted to create a virtual hotel that would enable the trainees from all over the world to be able to come in and I wouldn't have to be traveling and that we would be able to cross use cross-cultural training within the hotels for different hotel chains and utilize this. 
But at the time, I had no idea how I was going to build this virtual hotel. It was literally an idea. But fast forward, I was able to build the virtual hotel. And it's not a replica of anywhere, but we do have hotels which are replicas of places. But the one which is open to the public, which is the ones that I show people around, this this is like a holding space where anybody can come and visit if they have a booking for the hotel. And is it done in a particular platform like Engage? Um, tell us a bit about what, what kind of uh, technology or software you use. Yeah, so first I built the hotel. Uh, well, first of all, I started running the hotel within Frame. Um, and I had my hotel offices. So we had the hotel offices in Verbella, so uh, where people used to come and do the training in Verbella. Then we moved on to Frame um, for certain things. And now we have the hotel in Spatial. And let's unpack a bit what sorts of kinds of training. Is it mostly uh, how do you greet people, you know, when you enter the hotel? Is it, you know, how do you set a table properly in a restaurant? Unpack for us some examples of how you would do some of these trainings. Well, I have hundreds of examples, so I'm going to just pick a a few out of my head. Um, For instance, in the reception area, we give soft skills training and problems and complaints and how to to greet the guests. So, um, and what we can do is we, everybody is in a real person. Um, So remember behind every avatar is a real person. We have, um, sometimes we have, small hotels who will come in and use the space to to allow their trainees to come in and other times we have large corporations where we're able to have for instance India um, hoteliers in India and Thailand who are able to come in at the same time and this when you're working in a hotel when you're doing a pre-opening there's a task force And within the task force, what you do is you send the task force to the pre-opening of the hotel. What we've been able to do by creating the virtual hotel is that the task force can come in virtually and meet all these employees before they they actually arrive in the hotel. So 80% of the the culture, as in the, the vision, the um, the brand values, the brand standards can already be brought to people within the virtual hotel, which is saving time and money. So that's some of the some of the things. We also have a restaurant, um, and within the restaurant, we can have uh, the restaurant. We're working differently at the moment because I've started to train the chefs to use VR. And we're creating the digital assets from the menu. And we're also creating each of the ingredients. So the chef is there as an avatar. And whilst he's an avatar, he's also, because he's able to use his hands, he's able to then recreate the dish virtually, but all the rest of the trainees are there. But instead of them watching him on a screen, he's literally picking up the digital asset. 
and showing the, the sequence of service, the sequence of creation, etc. And this is working very well. We've had about 15 different executive chefs in just in the last few weeks. Is the In that example, is the ultimate goal repetition so that someone else who maybe isn't a, an experienced chef could recreate that meal? Or is it more about how does he communicate to some of his other servers or lower down on the pecking order, some of the, the associate chefs or associate cooks, how to help make that meal? It's, it's, a, it's a mixture. Mm. So for instance, um, you could have a culinary director who is the brand um, group culinary director, who then the executive chef is working with. And we want that dish to be the same for the same brand everywhere. So there has to be a sequence of creating. And I'm not a chef myself. So this has been really interesting to me because I I came up with the idea, but I really didn't know whether it was going to work or not because I don't cook. (laughs) And I'm lucky to have somebody who, who does that for me. And it's been phenomenal. The, the rate of people remembering is so much higher. And it's because the chef is visually, you know, they can see him pick up each of these ingredients. And it's, it's that muscle memory. It starts, to, um, it starts to create. But the other good side of it is the fact that we can now have the associate server who normally would not be able to be in the kitchen. Um, and seeing how the dish is made. But now, because they're an avatar, they're able to be in the kitchen and they can also see how it's made, which also brings great um, content and customer, you know, customer engagement. So they also know how the dish is made, which before they, they would know the menu, but they would have to keep going back and checking, is there this in it, is there that in it? Whereas now they actually understand more. That is brilliant. I actually, having ate out at many restaurants in my life, never thought of that extra um, insight that uh, if your server actually sees how the dish is made, how much better they are at helping you make choices on the menu. So that is so brilliant. I read a post about there's this delicate dance, especially when you're going into all sorts of places around the world, like Miramar and so on, about continuing to have a standard for, as you called it, the brand, but also honoring cultural norms. Because sometimes those two can clash, right? Like Absolutely. Uh, we, we traveled to Thailand and we loved the hospitality that the Thai people brought to the hotels we went to, but a lot of them were very soft-spoken and you know some of them um, were just really shy and quiet. So talk to me about how VR might help in this instance. Well, you've you've just preempted one of my main my main um, how can I say my emphasis is the fact that, for instance, I've worked in Asia for thirty years, and Thailand especially. The you know it's one of Thailand, Hong Kong, Myanmar. They have the highest um, possibility of when you're there as a guest. If you're staying in a good hotel, you're going to be treated very, very well. And sometimes they're 
they don't want to say no or they don't want to have this confrontation. And But the service level is extremely high. One of the backsides of this is that often the cultural differences in, you know, you, you won't speak up, you won't... Um, if somebody, for instance, in one hotel um, in one of the countries, for instance, you are you go into the bedroom of a pre-opening hotel and you've told the the painter to paint the wall, but the day before the ceiling has fallen in. They will paint the wall. <laughs> you know, they they had they did paint the wall because they they didn't know how to communicate the fact that the ceiling, there was a problem with the ceiling. So it's, we're creating, and that's not only due to the respect of being told what to do and doing it, it's the not having that skill to be able to go back and say, well, if I paint the wall, this, this, this. So within the virtual world, because we're able to, as you know, they're an avatar. So they lose the inhibitions. And the people who normally would be the scared one, who doesn't want to speak up because their English isn't as good, they will actually then question. And they can not only just question, they can articulate it. And then they're not scared of speaking out. And the other good thing is normally, for instance, in the hierarchy system in the hotels, if you are um, an F&B associate, you're not going to say something to your manager because and even though they're a new manager who's never worked in that hotel before, you're not going to say, but we, you know, we don't do it like that or this is a better way of doing it because we did it that way first and it failed. Whereas they will in our virtual hotel. If something they don't agree with, they will say it. And we can then bring a whole discussion about the reasons why and whether it was correct to say something or it wasn't. But also, more importantly for me, one of the good things that I love seeing is the aha moment with the cultural differences when, for instance, you have a guest, um, somebody who's from America and somebody who's from India, and all of a sudden the Indian person will say, ah, that's why you say things like that. You know, even though they work, you know, they work together, often, uh, even the Dutch, you know, the Dutch are very straightforward <laughs> and don't beat around the bush. Whereas if you're listening to somebody, who is speaking like that, you can be quite scared, you know, if you think. So there's there's so many fantastic experiences. I could write a book just on what the, um, the things that I've taken away from it and I've noted and the things that have worked and things that haven't worked because, of course, there are things that just do not work well in VR. You know, they're not going to work well in a virtual world. So there's no point going there. But at least we've tried it. We've tested it. We don't have academic figures or anything, but we have smiles. I have messages. I have um, people sending me messages saying, oh, gosh, guess what? Today 
we had a guest who came in and did this and we were able to help them, which wouldn't have happened before. Yeah. How about avatars are such an interesting uh, phenomenon because, you know, depending on the platform, your avatar could be highly unhuman-like or, you know, some platforms like Engage, they're very professional-looking and superhuman-like. Do you do you have a, a code of conduct when it comes to when these people enter the virtual world, whether it be spatial or something else, that they dress according to or make them their avatar look according to who they really are or do you let them just represent who they want to be in the virtual world okay so i'm sure you actually are plugged into my brain somewhere <laughs> <laughs> this is quite scary um so there's there's a couple of things first of all even for myself sometimes i turn up i'm an angel uh. i've got wings Sometimes I'm a I'm a boy with a baseball cap on. Um but up to now we've allowed people to be who they want to be and just express who they are. But what we're looking at doing in the in the virtual hotel at the moment is we're creating different lines for the hotels. So we we actually have a whole new avatar section of clothing where each brand will have their own uniform. So this is all being designed at the moment. And but and it also means that, for instance, if we have somebody from the kitchen who that day wants to work in, um, in housekeeping, they would dress themselves as an avatar for housekeeping. So it's all of these things that we're also playing around with to see so we have four different hotel designs at the moment, which are um, clothing uniform, which are being made, and we're we're going to see how that how that works. The virtual platforms that you seem to be using, and I like to use a lot too for uh, how I educate students, are sometimes deemed low code or no code. So we've mentioned a few already: spatial being one of them, engage VR, and the beauty of these, the utility of these is that if you're not a computer programmer or an expert with Unity or Unreal, it doesn't matter. You can grab 3D assets and put them into the scene. Um, but the downfall to some of these is they do lack some of the physics and higher end interactivity that you might get if you pay big dollars for someone uh, that's a VR developer to build in Unity or Unreal Engine. Tell us a bit about why you chose spatial or some of these low-code, no-codes and not, you know, spent big bucks and several months or even a year to have someone build something more polished and professional. Well, ours is polished and professional because we build it in Unity. Okay. Um, so we build in Unity and then we change the uh, the aspects and put it into spatial. So we're we're not using anything which is um, not to the spec that I want it to be. And apart from that, for me, the main thing is the person. It's the trainer. Mm. It's the trainer. It's the um, it's the concise method of training. 
and the interaction. So even though I'm extremely happy with what we're making because I I make it myself and if I don't make it, I have one of my team are creating it. So we're creating some fantastic assets and we're they're getting better and better. And things like, and to be honest, this is why we've moved from frame because of the resolution. So we now, and now with the Unity add-in that you can do um, interspatial, mm. this is a whole new, this is a whole new ball game. You don't need to reinvent any wheels. You don't need to spend millions. It's a great way and it's a cost-effective way for the client to be able to to try this out and see. Um, and, and I think it's it's up to each individual. But for myself, I would rather create it, um, upload it into spatial at the moment and and use and use it from there. You know, the hospitality industry has so many different areas. Like we talked about food and beverage. You know, you talked about the front of the hotel, which we might call the concierge part. Is there a particular area of the hospitality industry that you find is harder to train in VR? Um, the gardener. <laughs> How come? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the gardener because I'm I'm not going into plants and everything mm. else as to um so I would say that's the gardener. And then I can't help but think about a few months and months ago and the pandemic and you know who knows depends on whose opinion you have you know hopefully many of us feel like the pandemic is waning so the travel industry has definitely had a tough time in certain parts of the world trying to get people to come back to the hospitality industry. Again, I, I see this mostly from my own country in Canada, but you hear snippets of it in other parts of the world where people who used to love working in this industry for, for whatever reason aren't coming back. So it's hard to staff restaurants, it's hard to staff hotels, etc. Do you think VR can help solve this? Oh, 100%. This this is a major problem in there's there's some hotels that have been would be able to open but haven't been able to open last year due to the fact that they couldn't get enough staff. There was some there was a hotel that I know of in one of the countries that has many floors. They could actually only run five floors of the hotel. And they had staff going around turning the lights on and off to make it look like the hotel was was busy. Hmm. It's a it's a major problem. This is why in our virtual hotel we're extremely busy. We're we're training. We could be training twenty four hours a day, um, but because I'm one of the main trainers, and we have six other trainers as well who are training. Um, giving hospitality training, there's just not enough hours in the day to to create, you know, for more and more people. So this is why we're now looking at solutions as to how we can get it out there to more people. And we've now come up with a few more solutions that we can that we can do. For your training, do you mostly ship out headsets, or do you allow them to do the training on computer as well? 
they they can do it on the computer um but we also have headsets so we have several headsets in different countries um and they're used as a base but a lot of it also is done on the computer but never the mobile phone because it's too the the hotel's too big to be on the phone you you spoke a great story at the very start about the first time that you put a headset on and it was interesting the the narrative around that which was you know somebody saw you in a hotel and you know I, I'll use air quotes you know oh there's a white person or a white girl I'm going to ask her to try a headset on yeah so taking all that in context are certain uh places especially in developing countries uh who maybe aren't used to technology in general, are they apprehensive about putting a headset on or are you finding that they're quite open to trying this new emerging tech? They're more open mm. and they have been, this This was four years ago that somebody did that. They We've already been giving hospitality training for four years in the metaverse as, as it's now being called in virtual worlds. Um, and, we started firstly in Verbella with the um, just in the office in the offices, and what I liked about that was the fact that I would hear on the computer a, a ding dong when somebody had arrived, you know. So it was um, this was this was perfect. But one of the reasons um, I think Asia, especially, is much further ahead than many mm. of the countries. And they, you know, when I think of Myanmar, in, in Myanmar, there was no mobile phones up until um, 2012. People, the internet came. So, like, the, so you start to get the internet. 2014, 15, people started getting a mobile phone. So all of a sudden you went from 5% of the population to 120% of the population had a SIM card. Um, that fast, you know, the fastness of that meant nobody heard dial-up, you know. There mm-hmm. was no, you've got mail. They bypassed all of that and went straight to a smartphone. So we're already, as I think, way ahead with the with the traction of put on a headset. Yeah, why not? Um, join a virtual world. Of course, we're going to join a virtual world. Mm. That's amazing. It's, uh, I'm I'm mindful of time, so a couple more questions to wrap up. One is just you've talked about how busy you've become. So, what are some of your short and then long term goals for what you're doing for the hospitality industry and your company? Yeah, um, long term, trying to again reach a find the solution that we can be open 24 hours a day and that we can engage a lot more companies um, and just keeping going, just keeping. <laughs> and for me to keep learning and keep waking up at 3 a.m. thinking, oh, gosh, I should have just been on a call, <laughs> <laughs> forgetting the time zones. Mm. But the the long-term goal and the short-term goal are the same, to make a difference and to give people the possibility of understanding that hospitality is is not just a filler job. While you're at college, you can go and work. 
it's a career it's a service uh, if you're a people person you'll do you'll do well mm, well said Just keep inspiring so much so is Tracy, is there anything else maybe that was left unsaid that you think maybe the audience, especially people who are interested in using VR for training, might want to hear from uh, your experiences? Well, there isn't anything that I've not said because there's so much I've not said. Um, (laughs) As to even when I was speaking a few days ago at um, the conference, I was supposed to have 30 minutes questions of answers, questions and answers. And after two and a half hours, I had to say, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm closed. <laughs> oh, amazing. What were, I mean, what were some of the key, ask any questions? What were some of the key takeaways or even a question that really stood out in your mind that someone asked that you're like, Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, one of them was, how do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> and another one was um can you please come to cornwall because we need you (laughs) but no so so many questions believe me it was quite unbelievable um and one of the nice things was the following day when i was back again more people came up to me and said oh we we wanted to ask questions yesterday but because it was so busy we you know we couldn't so I and I think the nicest thing with one of the things that I mentioned in my in my speech the great thing about LinkedIn and the great thing about this community is you know if you don't know something or you don't understand it you can send a message to somebody or you can open up and write a post saying I don't know this can anybody help and I can guarantee you somebody will help you and there's not many industries where people will do that. And I think, so this for me, my closing remark, as I, as I think it might be, is ask. And if you don't ask, you don't get. So you won't get the right answer. So if, you're, if anybody wants to ask me anything, please ask. And I will continue asking and being thankful for everybody who gives me the answer that I need when I don't know something. Yeah, I find it to be the same. So uh, if people do have those questions, you mentioned, I know, LinkedIn, how is that the best place that people maybe can find you and get a hold of you? Well, the the thing is, if they get me on LinkedIn, at least I'll probably answer that quicker than I do an email because mm. I get so many emails. But apart from that, they can have a look at my website or they can send me an email. Amazing. I'll put that link to your website in the show notes here. Listen, thank you so much, Tracy. I know it's been a bit of a whirlwind for you. You were gone for a bit and you just got back and here I hound you for a wonderful interview. So I appreciate you getting on uh, the talk with me. And more importantly, I appreciate you understanding how powerful VR can be to help people learn and how to use it effectively to train. And so that's sort of a big push, I feel, that is a superpower of virtual worlds in VR. And I just appreciate you so much for moving that forward. Thank you. And thank you for you as well for keep pushing me. And thank you for liking my posts. <laughs> thank you for the interaction. Amazing. Appreciate it. 
have a wonderful evening where you are and my morning's just starting. So I guess I'll wish myself a cup of coffee in a minute here. Okay. Lovely to meet you. Same. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.